In this episode of Locked On Capitals, your Washington Capitals and a four-game losing streak as they take down the Edmonton Oilers. Let's talk about that game next on this edition of Locked On Capitals. Your Locked On Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello and welcome into this edition of Locked On Capitals. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all the major platforms. And I want to thank you for making this your first listen or view of the day. Yes, this podcast is also available in video form, so head on over to YouTube and check it out. And when you're on YouTube, make sure and hit that subscribe button. And if you like the videos, give it a thumbs up. It really helps grow the channel. My name is Dan Holder. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter. It's at LockedOnCaps. So the Capitals did it. They finally get back into the win column. We can finally rest as uh, this Capitals team has struggled. They finally break a four-game losing streak as they take down a formidable opponent in the Edmonton Oilers. Make no mistake about it. This was no easy win. The Edmonton Oilers threw the kitchen sink at the Washington Capitals, and the Capitals grabbed that sink, and they threw it back at him, and they said, not tonight. You're not taking this game. Not in our barn. And we found a way to win. The Capitals finally get back into the win column. You know, it was one of those games, you know, I thought they were going to lose it again towards the end, but the Capitals found a way to win. We'll talk about the game in this show. Later in the show, we will talk about Evgeny Kuznetsov, who had no goals to start the season, gets two of them tonight. Is the Birdman back? We'll talk about that. And then later in the show, we will talk about the standout performance of Sonny Milano and Nicholas Abe Kubel, his first game on the team and already mixing it up. We'll get to that. But first, let's talk about the game tonight. As your Washington Capitals do, in fact, take down the Edmonton Oilers, by a score of five to four. And like I said off the top there, this was no easy game. This was an about face for this Capitals team as they lost to the lowly Arizona Coyotes on Saturday. I would say for me as a fan, probably one of the all-time lows of the season was the game Saturday night. They were ahead for a line's share of the game and then they found a way to lose it in the end. Um, And you take that mixed together with all the injuries uh, that are facing this team, and it was just a real low moment. So for the Capitals to pick up a big win tonight was just exactly what the doctor ordered. The Capitals needed that to to get back into the feeling of knowing how to win a hockey game. Because for the longest time, and I know it's only four games, but you know there's usually, what, only three games a week. So it seems like a substantial amount of time. It felt like this Capitals team forgot how to win hockey games so to get a big win against a formidable opponent I know they're in like fourth place they're not in first place but still if you take a look at that team and who they have out on the ice you take a look at Dreisaitl you take a look at McDavid you take a look at Nugent Hopkins there are a lot of great players and those are just the ones off the top of my head so it was a team that stacked and McDavid Connor McDavid you could go on him about him for a long period of time. 
Uh, he, he was um, had a special ceremony or that, you know, where he was one of the first to get a certain amount of goals in 500 games or something like that tonight. But just a really I think that it's going to be a big career uh, for Connor McDavid. And I know that that's nothing, you know, too novel or crazy to say uh, you could tell that he's a great player and has been for a long period of time. But to just see him in real time as he drove for the net there and uh, he sensed an opening and just kind of went towards the net quick and slammed the puck home. Connor McDavid, you know, again, I'm not saying anything new here, but I'm just kind of, you know, I don't watch a lot of Oilers hockey games, I guess. So I don't really truly appreciate who he is as a player. You know, I'll watch you know, the NHL network, or I'll listen to NHL uh, radio on Sirius XM, and you'll hear about all his stats. But to see him play tonight and to see who he is as a player was most impressive. Now, I'm not here to talk about the Oilers. This is a Capitals podcast, but I'm just giving credit where credit's due. He is an outstanding player, but um, you know, that's what I'm saying. Charlie Lindgren, backup netminder, don't call me a backup netminder, stood on his head and made some big saves for this Capitals team. Uh, when it mattered most. Um, so, and that's what it's all about is getting in there and making those big saves. Lingren makes 25 stops. Um, so just a big thing, 25 saves on 29 shots. That is good for a 0.862 save percentage. If you're doing math at home and I trust that you are, um, so just to see the great production uh, from Charlie Lindgren, you know, a lot of people when I was watching the, the broadcast and tonight I happened to watch uh, the Edmonton Oilers feed because I was having issues with the Capitals feed. They were talking about how they thought that they were surprised that Darcy Kemper was not in that. And I guess I was to a certain extent as well, uh, just given his play and how he's played as of late. But uh, uh, Charlie Lindgren, you know, when he was in there, he played and played a really um, rock solid game. And, you know, going forward, I think they should probably split the workload a little bit more. Um, you know, I heard, uh, they were talking about that. He can only plan on plan on maybe getting 20 starts a year. Again, these are commentators that are outside of the DC area. They're just kind of, uh, pontificating on what they think, uh, the capitals will do in that. And don't get me wrong. Darcy Kemper is a great netminder. He is, but I think that, you know, it would be wise to kind of split that load between Darcy and Charlie. There's no reason to have Darcy play all these games. If Charlie can help, you know, kind of ease some of that pain a little bit, because if you take a look at it, if this Capitals team does go out and make a big push, they're going to need a goalie that's well-rested. You know, if you take a look back a little bit on the 2018 season, um, it was kind of a perfect storm in a lot of ways because Braden Holtby started faltering and then you put Philip Grubauer in there and he caught fire. In that time, Braden Holtby kind of rested and reset. And by the time Grubauer started to falter, Holtby came back, kind of re-energized and slammed the door on the Golden Knights. So, you know, I'm kind of just drawing this into comparison of why, you know, in modern day hockey, they oftentimes like to split the workload a little bit more. It's kind of old school thinking that, you know, this is my number one netminder and he must get most of all the starts. Not necessarily always the case. And I don't think it's always necessarily the right idea um, to do that. So for me, the big thing tonight, I just, I'm kind of going over the game. These are some of the notes that I have mentally. I haven't even gotten to the notes that I've written down. I love that second line. I like it a lot. Uh, when you saw Sonny Milano out there, you saw Dylan Strom, you saw uh, Marcus Johansson. As you saw Sonny Milano, who I thought when I watched that game, I thought, yes, he got his first goal. Can you believe this? His second game on the team or his uh, yeah second game playing on the Washington Capitals, he gets a goal. 
But then, you know, they reviewed it and they found that it bounced and, you know, it didn't cross the line and it was a little bit of a bummer, but still that second line, really great production. If I'm going to give Dan star the game, I'm going to give it to that second line. I know we had great production from uh, Kuznetsov. There's there's a lot of um, accolades that could go or praise get spread out all over this team. It was just a really great game overall. You know, I know people are going to probably hit me on Twitter and YouTube and say, yeah, but then they ended up allowing four goals again. But I, I, I know I understand that I saw the game, but you are playing against a team that has a lot of offensive firepower for the Capitals to walk away from that game tonight. That was a real victorious moment. That should be a big uh, morale boost for the rest of that team because it was a team that was by, binding together for bigger things. If you take a look at Evgeny Kuznetsov, you have to think to a certain extent he was probably a little bit downtrodden considering how he's played as of late. You know, he's kind of one of these hot and cold players. You take a look at him last year, he was lights out, played great hockey, and off to a bit of a slow start this year. But could this game jumpstart his season, you know, was the getting two goals tonight, big power play goals, are those going to be the things that jumpstart his career or, excuse me, jumpstart his season here? So that is what I'm hopeful for. I think that we can start seeing the offense uh, start to fire on all cylinders. There was a lot of pleasant things, like I talked about. Sonny Milano really kind of jumped out on the page. You know, he's a name that, you know, um, you hear, you heard about in the NHL, but it's not like it was water cooler talk where you heard a lot about, hey, did you see Sonny Milano and how great he played tonight? When, you know, it was a name that you're familiar with, but when you saw him on this team, and, you know, at first when I heard, you know, okay, he was cut from the flames on a PTO. I remember him playing on the Ducks. I kind of know his backstory. Um, I do remember him uh, playing against the Capitals. And I do remember, you know, some of his kind of crazy goals that he was involved with with the Ducks. But in any event, when he came to the team, I, I was kind of uncertain if that was the, the, you know, wise and prudent thing. But, you know, the more you research on a guy like Sonny Milano, you realize what kind of a great player he is. And my assessment of Sonny Milano is he has a really good nose for the puck and he knows how to drive it to the net very well. And, uh, you know, you don't see that uh, with a lot of the other Capitals players uh, out there that are right now. So I think in a, in a, to a certain extent, it's kind of a perfect storm where, you know, it's unfortunate that the Capitals have that long laundry list of players that are out due to injury but you're inserting some fresh blood in Sonny Milano in um, Nicholas um, Abe Kubel out there. And uh, if you take a look at Lucas Johansson uh, got a sweater and Irwin was playing out there. You know, the question for me is, I don't know what this means um, for Connor McMichael. You know, is he going to be the odd man out eventually? Is Joe Snively going to be the odd man out? Because it seems like Sonny Milano has kind of solidified his spot on this team and then I would say the same goes for um, Nick uh, Kubel tonight that played as well. Played very well. Um, a, a physical, gritty player is what I would characterize him in. Is That's what Peter Laviolette uh, characterized him in at as well. So just a really, there's just some really great pickups for this Capitals team. And we hope uh, that they can continue to get that production going forward uh, because, you know, what we looked at out on the ice tonight was positive for me. Uh, good building blocks as they are going to end up playing the Penguins on Wednesday night. Can they continue to keep going in their winning ways? That remains to be seen. But tonight, for me, 
you know, all the critics and all the negative negativity around this team, just turn it off for one night and be happy that the Capitals picked up a really great win tonight. Um, and the rest of it can kind of just wait for another day. This Caps team can, you know, look at the film, review what, what worked and what didn't work and, uh, and, and go from there. But for tonight, for me, as a fan, as a guy that hosts this show, I am happy with the way the Capitals played. They picked up a big win. You saw a lot of different players contributing out there. A very pleasant surprises for me. Dylan Strom, um, out there played well. Like I talked about, Sonny Milano and Ovechkin and Kuznetsov and Charlie Lindgren. It was an action-packed, amazing game. And if you can walk away from that game, um, if you're watching it on television or if you are at the game with a negative outlook, then maybe you should do something else because I walk away from that game feeling positive. I don't think that this is an about face and the Caps are going to just go on a long winning streak. Maybe they will. But for me, it's about small steps. And for me, Tonight, them picking up a big win against a big team, that means a lot to me. Going forward, the Caps uh, should feel pretty positive about that. All right, so after the break here, we will break down the game a little bit, uh, going over some scoring plays. Who played the best and who could use some work? We'll talk about that next. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports, betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends from every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer to esports, we've got it at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. And guys, if you don't bet a lot, you could even bet on the Capitals as they play next against the Penguins. It makes watching the games that much more exciting. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Thank you for making Locked On Capitals your first listen today. Now make your second listen Locked On Game to Game. Every moment, every top performance, every result. Locked On Game to Game covers every game across the NHL with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game to Game on Locked On NHL, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. All right, welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, where it is your team every day. Your Washington Capitals take down the Edmonton Oilers by a score of 5-4. to four. Um, It was a game, you know, that towards the end, I kind of felt like, here we go again. The Oilers are going to sneak back into this one, and the Caps are going to end up losing, kind of like we've seen in the last four games. But alas, the Capitals found a way to win a really great game and uh, uh, some great production. You know, we saw some great uh, plays for uh, play from some new players. So just a lot of positive takeaways going from this one. The Washington Capitals came into Monday's game on a mission to play a full 60 minutes, maintain the lead, and get back on the winning track, writes Washington Hockey. Now, four power play goals, a standout performance with the big guys, and smart play led Washington to a much-needed 5-3 to win over Edmonton. It snaps a four-game skid for D.C. and marks the first time they've maintained the lead for regulation since October 29th. Let's think about that, guys. It is November 7th, so that has been some time. So what are some of the key standouts? 
power play stays hot for the Capitals. Going into Monday's tilt, the Capitals power play had power play goals in three of its last four games. And against a weak Edmonton penalty kill, the man advantage exploded for four goals. As I talked about, they were four for five on the power play. Strom got the team on the board on a nice redirect in front of the power play to make it two to one. It marked his second of the game. Then on another opportunity, Kuznetsov struck on a nice one-timer short side for his first of the season. He had gone for the first 12 games of the year without a goal. He also added two assists on the other power play goals. He now has points in two of his last three games. And that's what I'm talking about here, guys. Is this the resurgence of Evgeny Kuznetsov? I know that everyone was always talking about, you know, is he this great player? He's hot. He's cold. Should we trade him? Yes, I've already heard people talk about trading him this season. Can you believe that? Um, just consider what he did last year. He was in the top three on the Capitals in scoring, and people were talking about trading him, and we're only just, you know, uh, barely into this season at all. So just ridiculous. 12 games, he didn't get any goals, but he gets two tonight. Let's just pump the brakes on criticizing Kuznetsov a little bit here. After that, the power play struck again. Alex Ovechkin settled the puck and snapped on a quick shot from the left circle to make it 4-2. to two. It marked his career goal number 788, moving him 14 shy of passing Gordie Howe for second on the NHL's all-time goal list. And he is slowly inching his way one by one by one, and it will be a great moment. And really remember where you are when you watch that game or listen to it, whatever the case may be, when he finally surpasses Gordie Howe to be number two all-time in goal scored. I know that I'm going to mark it down a big big moment for Alex Ovechkin, uh, a big moment for the Capitals when it, when that happens. Uh, we're looking forward to that. Uh, so just going forward here, uh, the big guns stepped up again for the uh, Washington Capitals with eight players out for Washington and several blown leads amid a four-game skid. The Capitals uh, knew their top six guys needed to step up. They did just that. Strom finished the night with two goals and an assist for a three-point night and now has five points in his last four games. He was moving his feet, making quick, crafty plays, and showcasing his speed in quick hands. And again, a totally different Kuznetsov than I've seen all season, so really positive. Kuzi, meanwhile, added four points of his own with his first two of the year and two assists. He has four points in the last three games and leads the team with nine assists. He was making a great plays in front, taking good care of the puck and showing that classic Akuzi skill. It was exactly what head coach Peter Laviolette wanted to see from the 30-year-old. Ovi also stays hot. He has goals in five of his last six games in points in six. He has started to find his footing and get back into rhythm after a bit of a slow start, and he is making the most of each shift. The grade eight also has an insane curl and drag move and dangled in front uh, for a great chance and was an absolute force to be reckoned with against McDavid and company. And the one, that's one thing I got to say about uh, Ovechkin is I think that he relishes these moments when he can play against, you know, a comparable opponent, you know, in this case, Connor McDavid. And, uh, you know, it is a younger version of him. And I think to a certain extent, I think it kind of threatens who Alex Ovechkin is. You know, I think that you know, he's revered as being this great player, and absolutely he is. But Connor McDavid is this younger man who has a great goal-scoring touch, 
and is, you know, at some point probably going to be nipping at the heels of Alex Ovechkin um, at all-time goals. It could happen. I'm, you know, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but he does have that pedigree. He does have that talent. And uh, to a certain extent, that's what I'm talking about. I think to a certain extent, it's, you know, it's a little bit threatening to Alex Ovechkin to have someone of that caliber. You know, I don't think that, you know, he's, he's shying away from it. That's not what I'm getting at. But I think that what I'm trying to say is on the big stage like that, I think that Alex Ovechkin feels like he needs to up his game a little bit to be, you know, in that same conversation, like, yeah, you're good, but I am the best. And, uh, you know, that competition, that competitive spirit is a good thing anyway. And uh, good on Ovi for just playing lights out uh, once again. All right, so after the break here, we're going to talk about the Caps finally getting some, you know, consistent and positive play from their blue line. Uh, yes, oftentimes we like to criticize the blue line for the Capitals, but I think that, you know, they're showing signs of improvement. We'll talk about that after the break. If you've thought about securing your home with home security but have been putting it off, you'll want to listen right up. Right now, Locked On NHL listeners can order the number one rated Simply Safe home security system for 50% off. This is their biggest offer of the year, and you won't want to miss it. Here's why I love it. Did you know that over the holidays, property crimes like burglaries and package theft spike nationally? That's why our friends at Simply Safe Home Security are offering a 50% off their award-winning security system so that more families can feel safe and secure this holiday season. Order your Simply Safe system for half off today and enjoy advanced security and greater peace of mind this holiday season. Here's why I loved it. I had an issue where someone broke into my house. Simply Safe was there to dispatch the police and take care of that situ- situation. Simply Safe was named the best home security system of 2022 by US News and World Report. In an emergency, 24-7 professional monitoring agents use Fast Protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe to capture critical evidence and ver- verify the threat is real so that you can get priority police response. Don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system I recommend. Get 50% off any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL. This is their biggest discount of the year, so you don't want to wait. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL. There's no safe like Simply Safe. All right, welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, where it's your team every day. In this episode, we are talking about your Washington Capitals as they take down the Oilers by a score of five to four. Yes, this team that, you know, lost four games in a row, found a way to pick up a big W against a formidable opponent in the Edmonton Oilers. In this next and following, in this final segment, shall I say, the Washington Capitals get solid play from their blue line. It marked the first time since the 14-15 season that Washington was uh, missing both of its top pairing defensemen, John Carlson and Dmitry Orloff. And despite the absences, they played a pretty solid game, writes Washington Hockey Now. Eric Gustafson picked up three assists and worked well on that top pairing with Trevor Van Riemsdyk, who got an A with Orlov out. Gustafson was mobile, generated chances, made great plays, 
and also dangled to get the puck in the offensive zone. So this, um, you know, blue line that we like to criticize, you know, I'm always a proponent of this. If you're going to be criticizing someone or a particular part of a team, then you should be quick to also hand out praise if they play well. You know, oftentimes people will say, well, you know, they, they played well tonight, but they haven't played well in a long time. Again, you have to be uh, quick to praise them as well. You know, I think that they're moving in the right direction. Lucas Johansson also looked great in his debut. He was taking good care of the puck, moving the play up ice, and making the most of his opportunity after a strong camp and just missing out on the opening night roster. He certainly started off his regular season call-up on a high note. The penalty kill was also Huge in the third period with Edmonton down one. The Oilers have the second best power play in the league. So the kill was huge and a game changer as the Capitals allowed zero shots during that opportunity. Wow. Just, you know, again, this is, you know, you got to kind of start reading into the stats here a little bit. It's not all doom and gloom. It's not as bad as you think it is. I get it. They lost four games in a row, but they picked up a big win tonight. They got a big game Wednesday against the Penguins. You know, let's hope that this this winning trend can go forward and uh, they can build on these wins. You know, my big star, too, if I was going to give another star, a silver star, if you will, is Charlie Lindgren. You know, a guy that came into this team, kind of a bit of an unknown, played lights out for the Blues in a small capacity, played well in their AHL affiliate Thunderbirds, but came to this team and has just really helped solidify that netminding department it was a team. It was a part of the team that had inconsistency all of last season. So Darcy Kemper and Charlie Lindgren have really stepped in and done a great job. And it was Charlie's turn tonight to make those great saves, and he did. Charlie Lindgren did what he could do to keep DC in it, and he absolutely stoned McDavid, who dangled past everyone and left Lindgren sliding. He still managed to get across and come up with a big, phenomenal stop. And it kind of reminds me of um, a lot of different big plays that you see on the highlight reels on the NHL network, him just really putting his all into stopping that shot. Uh, and you can actually see this on the Capitals Twitter page and just a really great save by Charlie Chucky Lindgren, as they call him, his teammates on McDavid against a high-powered Edmonton team. He handed Leon Dreisaitl and company pretty well, and most of the goals against weren't really his fault. Um, you know, some key takeaways is that Nicholas Abe Kubel looked solid in his debut. Ovechkin led the team with five shots. Strom Kuznetsov and Lars Eller came in second with four. So just some solid building blocks for this team. Again, I'm not putting their name on the side of the Stanley Cup for this season. I'm not etching all of their names in it. But what I am saying is small victories. And that's what you have to look at these as, as small victories and, uh, you know, maybe magnified a little bit more than a real small victory because you did it against a team that really put up a good fight. You take a look at that Edmonton Oilers team. They didn't lay down. It's not like you were playing a lowly team, for example. This was a team that kind of threw everything they had at the Capitals, and the Capitals ended up being victorious. And again, Caps fans, if there's one thing you can do in all of this is just to have... Um, a positive outlook, you know, at least for this game. You know, there's always the next game as they take on the Penguins next. But for me, like I say, I'm taking the positives away from this game and uh, factoring in any negativity that they'll work on those things before the next game.
Thank you for making Locked On Capitals your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so once again, thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals, where it's your team every day. My name is Dan Holmey, and I'll talk to you again next time.